folks, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. I'm your host, Jess Sertikoff-Ramola, a registered dietitian, dietitian supervisor, and owner of Empowering Dietitians, where I work with practitioners just like you who are tired of the status quo and ready to reclaim their confidence, passion, and purpose. Today's episode is a crossover episode, if you will. I'm joined today by two other fabulous podcasting dietitians, both of whom have been on this show on their own in the past, Celestina Bernetti and Laura Jean. This episode will be airing on all of our podcasts, Empowering Dietitians, The Dietitian Collaborative, and Dietitian Values, because we are here to chat about a really cool collab that we've got going on and coming up. In today's episode, we'll be chatting all things collaboration and community. So if you resonated with one of my earlier episodes about why collaboration and community within our profession can often feel kind of icky and intimidating, and you really wish there were a more supportive vibe and culture within dietetics, this one is 100% for you. I'm so excited to be involved in this full triple podcast crossover episode with Laura and Celestina. So enough of the intro. Let's get to it. Hello, ladies. Hello. Mic check. Hey. <laughs> oh, well, for anyone listening in, well, we will have all done our own little intros for this episode, but you'll just get to enjoy our conversation today. It feels weird that there's not like we're all hosts, but like I'm not in host mode, but no one's in host mode at the moment. I feel like I'm adjusting to that. It's I weird, it, but I yeah. kind of dig it. <laughs> it's like, don't take over as there's this part of me, like it's like a little don't take over as host. Do it like, you know, because you're just so used yeah. to pushing, like driving it to make to, to have the episode kind of like going long. So Laura, <laughs> I feel like your voice is pretty distinctive just because of the Aussie accent, but I mm. feel like. Just so that you guys know, this is Celestina coming at you. Yeah. And this is Jess right here. And this is Laura. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) I think it stands out. I think it stands out. Um, So on that note, so my name's Laura Jean. Um, If you're coming to this from one of the other podcasts where I've both been on both, um, but you know. Uh, you may have skipped my episode, who knows? And um, so I'm a dietitian based in Australia, as you can tell by the accent. Um, and at the moment, I'm a non-diet dietitian by background, and I've been a dietitian for nearly 20 years. Um, but the work that I do is, at the moment is around holding space and supporting um, dietitians particularly, but other health professionals too, around building a business that is based in their values that works for them, um, where they can show up in their full humanity. Um, and hopefully we can all do that. Amazing. Amazing. Am I going next? All right. I'm Jess. Um, I am a US-based dietitian here in good old New Jersey. Um, And I've been a dietitian since 2013. It's almost 10 years, which is bananas. Um, And I work primarily through empowering dietitians as a supervisor to other dietitians who are just kind of feeling fed up in the field and frustrated and lost and alone and need someone in their corner to help them realize that there is a different way of doing things. Baller. I pictured like a coach behind like a boxer when you were saying that. And that was baller. <laughs> totally my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey guys, I'm Celestina. I am a chef by trade. 
So the culinary side of me pops out here and then, but I'm also a connector of dietitians, and that's something I'm super passionate about, creating the spaces for dietitians to have some of the more challenging conversations, but also to support and elevate each other because as a female-dominated profession, why not? There's literally no reason not to. So that's what I'm here for, creating community, creating that space for conversation, doing things differently, and growth ultimately through self-exploration, through human design. And that's kind of what we're here to talk about is the whole like community aspect and conversation and collaboration and all of that good stuff. So where did this come from? Because this wasn't my idea originally. Um, I was approached afterwards and got on board and I'm so excited. So what, what is this conversation corner that we are here to talk about today? Actually, Laura approached me about it. She's like, we got to do something to bring people together. So I'm going to throw this at you, Laura, in a, in a um, gentle way, not a, uh, yeah, yeah. like a, okay, cool. That's okay. I can, I can, I can actually catch. Um, I played netball from when I was five years old. So catching, I've got that down. So I've got ball skills. Um, so, and I'm also 40 now. So that's how long I've been playing people. So I do know how I can catch. Um, anyway. I digress. Tangent. I'll try not to go on too many tangents. Uh, so I've been thinking about it for a little while. Um, I suppose what I, one of my core values is connection, um, which is probably why we all connected because I feel like that's something we all connect around. Um, and I've been, I've been thinking I'd like to do a, some sort of space, some sort of space where we can come together that isn't, um, connected to a program or isn't necessarily with the view to it being, um, you know, uh, what's the, uh, you know, the, the, the nice business terms, you know, warming people up or anything, but re- literally a space where people could come and connect and find that. Because for myself, I love that. Like as much as like I'm, I'm very like homebody introvert, I don't like going to networking events for the networking as far as like that, like that leveraging networking, but I love meeting people. I love meeting other dietitians, particularly um, fellow dietitians with a difference or uh, what I affectionately call weirdo dietitians um, who, you know, who are a little bit different, who may, or maybe just want something a bit different. Um, And I really, yeah. And I was thinking, you know, coming out of um, the last couple of years where we've all been really disconnected and disjointed a little bit. Um, And so I'd just been sitting with it, just been percolating with it as per my human design. I'm a responder, so I have ideas, but it's not my job to act on them and push, push things forward. So I just sat with it for a little while. And then Celestina, we were talking, I think you brought up um, about the connection piece, about how much you really want to connect with other humans and always just finding people feel a bit, I don't know, like standoffy and, you know, maybe there's some projection there. We project our own feelings onto other people around how, how we might feel. But anyway, like there's like a barrier, right? Um, and, and of course we all want to, you know, people want to build trust before we do that. So there's a barrier. And so straight away in my head, I thought, oh, maybe this could be something that Celestina might want to run with or something we could do together because the other piece of it is um, we all only have limited resources, limited capacity, limited time. Um, and then I was thinking and, and through conversations with you, Celestine, I was thinking like, what about if we did something in community, something that wasn't led by one? So it really truly was um, a space for community, but by community as well. So rather than at one dietitian pushing it along or one individual being responsible, that it's really is a collaborative 
community connection driven part from the very development through to actually what it's what it's aiming for so that was kind of my dream a space where we could come together dietitians come together and we could be supported both in the front facing like connection part but also in the the back end the actual running of it setting it up you know doing that so we're all like held in those spaces Oh, I guess I can say things about it. Yeah. I think it really lit me up when you were talking about it because community and connection is really at the core of what I do. And it's at the core of what I do because I live in Germany and I've been kind of isolated the last two years as a solopreneur. My business is still very much rooted in the States and it's challenging to connect with people when you're not physically around them. So leaning into the virtual side of things was, I think, scary and unknown. But when I was able to do it, that's when I met you guys, really. Like that, you know what I mean? Like how freaking cool is that? Like my besties are online and it's okay. But I think it's also really important to remember that like as an entrepreneur, just because we are potentially solopreneurs, maybe we have a team, but that doesn't mean we have to do it by ourselves. And that's the beauty of having a really tight-knit community around you and forming that tight-knit community, which is why I'm super passionate about Conversation Corner and all of this together. And I think that's incredible. And I love that you two were like super on board when you were like, cool, I'm I'm sold. I love this. And the, my human, de- I don't know if it's my human design, my personality, I'm like very slow to come around to things. Um, I need to like go through my whole process. So I had all different feelings on it and had to sit with it. Um, my first reaction was like, oh my God, yes. Um, I love both of you and I love the work that you're doing. And I'm really working to create more of a community feel in my own space and just like decolonize my brain from rugged individualism, uh, which I think we all have at different points. Um, and ultimately what it came down to was that I feel like in every space that I have with community, I'm I'm facilitating it. I won't say I'm leading it, um, but I'm, I'm facilitating and orchestrating it. And it's not that I won't be with Conversation Corner, but I think the appeal was that this wasn't just us sitting on a pedestal selling something and saying like, we have the answers, come pay us and we'll give it to you. It's us saying, come pull up a chair because we're going to have rough days and we'll be honest about it. And you're going to have rough days and we're here for that too. And it just felt so much more authentic. It felt like exactly what I felt like I was missing and what so many of the dietitians that I work with say that they're missing too. Yeah, I think that's such an important point because I think the word community gets thrown around in the business world as a selling yeah. thing, you know, um, as a as a leverage point. And even for us, like we're using the word today because it's a shared understanding. Everyone kind of knows what that word means, but we can't guarantee community. Um, we can guarantee a space, a space for connection. But I think what you touch on there is really important, Jess, is often because things are connected to programs or connected to one individual it, it already sets up that idea that this person is in charge and yes we'll do some housekeeping as far as like setting up times but I suppose what I really want um what my hope my dream for this space is that it really is community community-led there's this real inbuilt community like 
um, I'm using the word community, but like resilience, community resilience, as far as like we are a community of dietitians, right? Like if we think of it from that point of view, not as in you're going to be like besties with whoever you meet in this space because we we don't know what will happen, right? So, um, and just a space that is led by individuals because I think of one of the things that is really shifted in our culture and also just in our in our smaller spaces is that lack and loss of connection in community you know we all know that saying it takes a village um, to raise a child but it takes a village to do all the things humans have done for for thousands and thousands of years because that's how humans evolved in villages in small connection communities and that's probably unlikely that we're going to go back to those like spaces and you know you wouldn't necessarily you don't we don't necessarily want to get all our needs met by the people that are in our geographical sphere. You know, I live in a small rural village in Australia, which is pretty open-minded, um, but it's still a small rural village um, in Australia. And so, yeah, so there's definitely some people I could get some of my needs met, but but not everything. You know, there's there's no other dietitian solo entrepreneurs here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think building that and, and leveraging the the real benefit that we have here, the the, the supportive side of social media the supportive side of being online and using that um to support us rather than always feeling like we're being pulled by it and controlled by it to its ends and its means you know using it as a way for us to come together and build a space for connection and hopefully a space where people feel like they are in community with us and others um that it's not a thing like where it's just Celestina and Laura but actually like we're holding the space just like you know the local this is an Australian reference, but the local CWA, the local um, women's chapter, I think that's is that an American thing, you know, would have had somebody organise stuff, right? The local quilting group, whatever, um, would have had somebody organising it. Somebody had to make the cup of tea, somebody had to do the things, right? So there's always been that, but really a space that is not about um, any one person, any one thing, but really just, and a space that provides um, where people can go and go after what they need um, rather than being a space. Like we're talking about our intention for the space, but also another part of it I feel like is I, I'm really excited to see what the space evolves into, what mm-hmm. the space becomes when when we, when we people start um, going after what they want and what they need in it. Preach, homegirl. Preach. <laughs> I... I love that you guys come up like the same mindset that we're not the gurus in this space. We are the facilitators, the connectors, because we only have the knowledge of our lived experiences, right? Like we have very specific RD tracks that we've been on. Yes, they are vastly different from each other's, but they only touch the surface of what dietitians do experience, have experienced, and can experience in their work world and in their personal world that that shapes them, which is why I think it's super cool that when you open it up to community conversation or the conversation of the collective, rather than the one person quote unquote in charge, you have so many different areas where the conversation can go and so many different perspectives from which to take in that information, which is why I'm such a proponent for this type of interaction. And that's really the goal with this space, right? To like not have someone be the end all be all like, okay, I've asked a question. I'm looking at you. Like that doesn't have to be like that, right? Like we open it up to the group and whomever has something to contribute to that will be heard, will be listened to. Are we going to take everything at like, are we going to take everything that that person says 
all the time? Maybe not. Maybe it's not for you, but then you can run that through your internal value system, your internal filter to determine if it is, but they're still there to give you their two cents and to allow you the space to think about something possibly in a different way than you would have otherwise. Yeah. And that's exactly why I love that we're coming together for this, because I literally don't think that any one of us could do this without the other, because like I, I preface my supervision all the time with, I'm not the expert in the room. I'm, I'm not here to provide the answers. I help you ask questions. I support you. I guide you. I'm there. But no matter what, there's an inherent power dynamic because you're still investing in me um, and I am still there to support you. Um, I'm not there to get my needs met. Um, and there's so many other things inherent in that. And so when you take one person out, like I think as business owners, there's always going to be that power dynamic there. We can lessen it, mitigate it, but it's always going to be there. And so when business owners can come together, that's when we can share it more effectively. And I think that we have a better chance of changing the culture of the profession together than any one of us could do by ourselves. To interject literally just our three different perspectives on this one piece of it, like brings our strengths out. Like if you guys just go back like four or five minutes in this conversation, <laughs> you could hear that like in our responses to that, which is crazy cool. Yeah, we're aligned and also we are ourselves and we're indi- we, are, we do have our own unique individuality versus individualism, but we're bringing our individuality here to come together um, to, to bring that in, to bring that. And, and that's what hopefully the conversation corner will be for everyone is like coming into a space where you can be held by other people. If you do want responses, you can ask for that, but not and, and not even always a space where it's about advice or support, but sometimes just about having fun. It's celebrating mm-hmm. our joys. This is something I often talk about with the humans that I work with is um, making space and taking space and time to celebrate like what you've been up to and what's been going on. And and um, I always love Celestina and we're not recording the video for this, but Celestina always clicks her fingers in the background <laughs> when you're saying something. And like there's just that being space. And um, for anyone who's done work around like self-compassion, you know, that shared humanity, that common humanity that um it just being witnessed as human all humans like our basic kind of desires or basic needs I should say is to be seen known and heard right and so spaces where we can um go to have that need met spaces that and and for me spaces that I can try and create spaces or build spaces with other humans um where people can go after that need if they want to and also me too like you said there Jess around um how often how we're not going after our own needs as business owners or as facilitators of things but for this space it is definitely a space where uh, it's it's a space that I I want to be part of to meet my own needs of connecting, um, of being in conversation, of being um, being together, like you said, like making change together, or at least being in conversation, uh, being in conversation about the possibilities um, for our profession, but also for us as humans, in, as as humans as well, not uh, outside of just what we do for um, this whole capitalist machine. And can I like can I go on a mini tangent, like tell a little story for a sec, oh, please do because. Um, Laura, what you were saying really reminded me of an experience that I had as a retail dietitian that was like a huge like aha moment of like, Jess, you got to grow up and change the way you interact with other humans. Um, I realized that I was only going to like other department managers, other employees in the store when I needed something from them. 
And that was the basis of our working relationship. And it was this huge light bulb moment where I realized I needed to cultivate that relationship first, because if the only time I ever went to them was when I needed something, that wasn't helpful. That wasn't me forging a genuine connection. And they weren't going to be likely to help me um, in the long run or to do it in a way that they were like enthusiastic or really willing to see our mutual best interests, so to speak. And I think, Laura, what you said about how like we might not always be coming to like ask advice. It might be just chatting and being with each other and getting to know other dietitians without needing to get something from them is something that's so missing in our field. And I think it's a big reason why we don't have that sense of community within the profession. Transactional. It mm-hmm. feels transactional. That's yes. some shit. Okay. So my tangent, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for instigating this. But like, if you're working in an office environment, you have water cooler talk, right? Like you're not actually working that full eight hours a day. You're probably schmoozing with someone who walks by your desk and you're like, eh, good morning. How are the kids? Whatever, you know? And then like, but you're, if you're a solopreneur, you don't really have that. And Instagram probably feels like a job because it is to some extent, but why not take advantage and actually make it fun and interact with people you vibe with? Like if you can make that one change and maybe you're not like super into DMing people and like, that's fine. Maybe it's just commenting on things and maybe that turns into like an actual conversation and connection with someone. That's epic. Like, that's awesome. Like, you maybe just made a friend in real life. And let's be real, making friends as an adult is really hard. So, like, (laughs) that would be really cool if that happened. And it probably will if you're coming from it with something genuine, right? Like, Laura posts every day about her coffee. And I was like, girl, she finished her coffee and I'm on my second cup. I feel that, you know? So, and Jess always posts about her dog or, like, singing in the rain outside. I'm like, yes, my Luna is right here. So, Like you can resonate with things like that. And like, it may not be a full conversation, but letting people in in a small way can open up the door to letting them know more about you and starting a genuine conversation that isn't transactional. Yeah. And I think too, I think that one of the benefits potentially, or one of the things I see the strengths of the conversation corner is one, it's takes it off social media. So, uh, and, and because it, isn't designed, you know, because they're, you know, the culture, the business culture has kind of, <laughs> kind of like, you know, hijacked genuine, genuine quote unquote, or um, connection or quote unquote authenticity, um, quote unquote vulnerability. Like I'm, I'm air quoting everything because it's a performance, right? So mm-hmm. in that space, it's used as that. And so then when as ourselves, we actually truly want no quotes, authentic, genuine connection, um, spaces where we can be vulnerable. It's, it's, it's hard to find that. Um, and you know, I'm not going to promise that from this space either because we can only show up how we show up and show up with our intentions and what we want from this space. I think though, that there is maybe that possibility for people who are maybe a bit jaded with social media or just don't know how to start conversations or just are really introverted, or maybe they just want to come and lurk in the corner and, that sounds a bit weird, but it's because it's called the conversation corner. Um, but you could lurk in the corner, you could be the wallflower. Um, and that's cool too. Like come along. I tend to lurk by the food table myself. Um, there won't be an actual virtual food table, but everyone's welcome to bring snacks, of course, because there would be no dietitian event without snacks. Um, and 
where people can just come and and check it out and see if it's for them and interact if they want to, but don't if they don't want to. But just a space where that pressure's off to to kind of like make the first move or the pressure's off to worry or feel, because not the dietitians worry much, um, about like what somebody might think when you send them a message. You know, like there's all this whole, like, you know, we run through our whole, overanalyze everything and we, about sending something, sending a DM or reaching out and we've, we've, we've talked ourselves out of it by the end of it, right, making that connection. And then over on the other side, there's these dietitians just wanting to, to make connections. Um, and so I just feel like this space can be just take the pressure off, like exhale, drop the shoulders and just come into a space where that's what everyone wants from the space. So we're all kind of have that shared understanding as we come in and we can all, um, you know, show up how we are ready to basically. And hopefully over time, um, I really hope that people can build trust in this space and build trust in themselves really to show up in this space and other spaces as themselves um, and go after what they need and what they want um, and find that, find maybe a small part of that in the conversation corner. And that's one of uh, the dietitians I'm working with right now is struggling with this. She's like, I'm, I'm an introvert, I'm a homebody and I'm really craving that like connection and that community of people who who get it. and. To some extent, I mean, I I try to provide that, but ultimately, if you're in supervision with me, there are like questions that you're working out and you're kind of like working on things, doing more professional development things or personal development things. And so it's so much different to be able to like just show up and be yourself. And so many dietitians, like you said, Laura, they want it but we're afraid to ask for it or afraid to put ourselves out there and say that we want it or we don't see it existing. So we think it doesn't exist. Um, and hopefully this is a space that breaks down some of those barriers and gives you the space that like, if you've been wanting something, it exists. Mm. And maybe even planting a seed, you can just maybe think about my other like desire for this or, or goal for this is like maybe planting a seed for people to go after things or to do things differently in other spaces so maybe this just shows people that yeah you can you know if if these three dietitians who you know in the traditional business world would quote unquote compete um can come together um through their values and through their alignment and and build a space like this that things can be different and things can be done differently like just because the script is one way just because the values of our culture and and the world outside of us say it has to be a certain way. It doesn't mean that that is what we have to accept if that is not what we want and we can go after what we want and do things differently, but like actually do things differently, not just talk about it and hope about it. Say that that we are and use the same same dynamics that we we always did. Mm, And can, can we talk a little bit more about that like competition piece? Because I feel like I talk to so many dietitians who are so afraid of interacting with other dietitians in the same like quote unquote niche or in the same space or with similar goals professionally. And of course, like I have my own responses to that, but can, can we talk about that? Cause we are fairly overlapping in the work that we do. It's not identical, um, but fairly overlapping. So can we talk about this like collaboration rather than competition mindset? A bit more. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> so Laura, you said it, you were like, oh yeah, like we could potentially be competition. And it's so crazy. Cause like, I don't even think of you guys as competition. No. Like, I just want to lift you up so hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, both of you. So like, yeah, I think, I mean, as, as a profession, our, 
the way we become RDs is just so competitive, at least mm-hmm. in the States, maybe different in Australia. But like, damn, it is like, we got to get the best grades in our DPD so we can apply for a DI and actually get a DI. And then once we get a DI, we have to figure out what we need to know for the test and then not tell anyone the answers that we've known. And then we can apply for jobs that are honestly a little bit more abundant now since yield great walkout, but still like it's still hella competitive. And then we got to keep our secret sauce when we choose to go private practice because you can't tell anyone what's working for you because it's a secret. But yeah, I'm not about any of that bullshit. I've actually seen some of the best collaborations come from people who are in the same niche. Two, two RDs who I think do it so well are in the culinary world. As I mentioned earlier, that is like my jam. That's where I started out jam, no pun intended, with a little bit of butter on a scone. Now I'm talking about, now I'm talking about. Anyway, two RDs in that space, Abby Gelman and Julie Lopez created the Culinary Nutrition Studio, like, I don't know, during COVID, like badasses. But prior to that, they were doing like in-person cooking classes together and they have always been lifting each other up. Yes, they both write for blogs. Yes, they both do food photography and recipe development. Yes, they are very similar in what they do. But they were like, okay, cool. Like, you have more of the strategic side of things. I have more of the creative side of things. Let's do this together and it'll be a fucking powerhouse. That is what you can do when you lean into your superpowers and say, fuck the competition BS side of things and really lean into we can elevate each other if we work together. But you got to be really secure in what you bring to the table. At least that's how I see it. And if you guys listen to us, I think we're very secure in what we bring to the table, which is really important. So we know, yes, we overlap, but we know that we are like different in X, Y, and Z way. And that just highlights what everyone else brings to the table as well. Yeah, and I think that that comes down, like a part of that is not even necessarily, for me, the words that I would use is not even necessarily secure, but like like trust that I can yeah. kind of take care of myself, trust that I, um, regardless of what happens with a collaboration with somebody that I, you know, I know what, I, what, I'm, what I'm doing, I know like what my values are, I know what I want to, how I want to show up and trusting that you know, that that's, that kind of guides me. Um, because I feel like, um, that sometimes we can feel like, you know, I I suppose what I don't want to give the impression is that we have to have it all together to give these kind of things a go to dip our toe in, um, that we just kind of have to trust or figure it out, trust that trust in ourselves that we can figure it out, you know, that we can figure out that, that it's not, if something was, because I'm thinking, you know, um, no matter what happens, I think the competition bit for me too, is it's, it's just part of it. It's not, my temperament. I grew up as I'm like the bottom middle child of a family of four. Um, and I'm the hypersensitive, empathic, um, book reading child, um, of this four. And, um, as a little kid, there was lots of physical, um, you know, rustling, there was lots of like games of things. And it's just winning in those kind of environments of really high competition is not, it's not my strength. And, I developed, I suppose, part of it's probably like, you know, I, I should take some of it to therapy, um, you know, around <laughs> like protecting myself in the competition space. But I suppose what I always saw, for me, I've always looked at things in a different way. Yes, we could compete, but what about if we did it this way? Um, I talked to 
to my little kiddos because I'm a mum of three kids and um, one of my kids is like so really loves connection um, and also really loves games but also really loves winning Um, and trying to hold space for them to bring those three together because they always want to play games with me or with their siblings um, but then they always also want to win. So we have this little thing, we can always win but then we have to play by ourselves. So, yes, if our goal always is to win, um, then we probably do have to play by ourselves. Um, but if we, our goal is to connect and if that is what we want. So my view, I suppose, on competition is if you want to win, like as if you want to like be the person with all of the medals and all of the awards, yeah, you, maybe you do have to do it by yourself. I don't know. But maybe that's not this space for you. Maybe it's not a space for you because not all spaces are. There are some people out there that that is what they want cool good luck to you keep doing yourself um and that's awesome but for the humans who that's not what they want they really want connection or they want to find a way to balance both they want to win at their own life like they want to you know meet their own goals and they want connection there is a way that we can have not have it all um but there is a way that we can align our values they don't have to be in competition to each other um but yeah, there's there's so much. There's so much to it at an individual level, but also at like that family of origin stuff, stuff that sets us up from smaller ages, our cultural stuff around how competition is really um yeah, like real we're socialized into thinking there isn't a choice. We're socialized into thinking that that is actually human nature, that is actually um that competition is there. Um and I don't have that. Um, and I'm also not only a mother of three, but also a really keen gardener. Um, and so uh, if you do come into the conversation corner, we can talk gardening. Uh, but in nature, people often term it like as competition, but actually what's happening in nature is creation of an ecosystem where when something's um, when there's something out of balance, other things come in and they're not competing, um, but they are rebalancing and finding homeostasis um, in that space. And I feel like as... Yeah, there's a lot to we can learn from that. I just, I don't know. I don't. I, there's some real interesting things around competition in human nature, or that 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 it has to be that way, or that that is the that's innate, or that that's um that's the nature of business, or that's the nature of this or that. But I just don't have that. Like I think it's. I kind of feel like it's like some. It's almost like you know when you see the cherry picking of scientific <laughs> advice to like build the next diet fad. It's like that. It's like the cherry picking of characteristics that humans um, portray and use in certain situations and then making up this whole story that that's just how humans are and I just don't have that um, I think we can be, we've been socialized around it um, but yeah I'll try not to go on to a giant tangent around values socialization and capitalists and supremacy culture because you didn't necessarily sign up to listen to that um, but yeah there, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack on it but I just think at an individual it comes back to that whole idea is just because that's the story or the the narrative or the idea that somebody else wants us to be part of, like what's our values? Like, and for the, for the dietitians listening who maybe struggle around that or have a little rub or feel some sort of way around the competition piece is just to really get clear on your values. Like what's important to you. And if it is, if, if, you know, to use that example of um, my kiddo playing the games, if it's more important to win than it is to connect, then I say to her, then you need to go play by yourself. Like in this case, in this instant, in this moment, you need to go play solitaire or like an individual <laughs> game um, because there's, you know, and so what, what, uh, what I really want to encourage people to think about, I suppose, when it comes to that stuff is 
what are your values? Not what are the values of your family? What are the values of the culture? What are your values? What are your dreams and goals for your life? And how do they come? How do you move towards those? Is it by holding on to that idea of competition or is it by doing it differently, showing up in a different way? Yeah. And first I want to I want to say that um, I have like a joke on my podcast of how long it's going to take me to say the words supremacy, culture, capitalism, patriarchy. And I just want to put it on record that I was the first one to say it. I was just going to say that's my favorite thing about both of you is that you're like, <laughs> fuck cultural norms, fuck the patriarchy. Oh, and for me, it's cursing. So I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> It always comes back, you know, there's that whole, why does it, you know, why do you always have to bring it back to this? Because it always comes back to that. Um, it always does. The thing isn't like, you know, and, and for anyone who works in particularly the non-diet space, um, when you're working with humans around their relationship with food, you you know that what they will default to without, like what they're, what they're used to defaulting to is diet culture values, right? Um, which sideline are the same as supremacy and capitalist culture values but also so as humans um in our businesses if we're not making that conscious and concerted effort what we will revert to is the default values of the culture so the business culture the default values of those are certain values the default values of our like we are all part come from the you know us and um australia so they're very they're similar as far as like that supremacy culture stuff and hierarchy and so if that is just what our culture and society is built on. If this makes you feel uncomfortable, that's cool. If you are in denial about this stuff, that's okay. Just keep listening to Jess and me and we'll just keep talking about it um, <laughs> until you feel ready to, to phase up to it. But it is we all, it always comes back to it because that is what it always comes back to. That's what our, our culture is based on. They're the values, right? So it's not about an individual um, it's it's about the values of the culture, and if we aren't making those choices to default um, to to choose our own values, then we will default. We will act into them, and I think it's just that whole idea of like we are scientists and we've been trained supposedly um, to be critical analyzers of things, and so let's apply that to this these kind of situations. Let's critically analyze what's going on. We don't have to be critical, but we can critically analyze it. We can. And I often talk about, you know, once you know your values, we can run through things through our own values-based lens, um, our own values filter so we can figure out, huh, is this something that I want to be doing or acting into, whether it's competition, um, whether it's, um, yeah, being in conversation, whether it's, you know, whatever, from our business to our um, to how we show up in other areas. And I, I love that the like collaboration and lack of competition comes naturally to you. It, to anyone listening, it doesn't to me. Um, I think, Laura, I'm a lot like your son. I used to say that I wasn't competitive and it's taken until pretty recently for me to realize I am so incredibly competitive that if I don't think I can win something, I just don't play. And I'm like, I'm just not I'm just not going to do this because it can't dominate. So therefore I'm not quote unquote competitive. <laughs> and if you're, if you are like that and you're like, well, just, you know, you do collaboration now and you're on this vibe. One of the biggest things that's helped for me is to be around people like Laura and Celestina who are so committed to community and kind of dismissing this power over hierarchy and to experience it. So if you're like on the fence and you feel some of that like threat from other dietitians and you're willing to to experience it, I 
I won't speak for everyone, but I say you're welcome in the space and come and experience what it's like to really genuinely have people root for you and have your best interests in mind because it has been one of the most powerful things for me to be able to confront my own like competitive nature and come around this more collaborative mindset. Yeah. And thank you for the, for the grace and um, <laughs> compliment there. Um, <laughs> it does come naturally for me to promote, but there is the social conditioning, right? So sure. I'll give a really small example. So like I will often share what other people have going on, um, you know, on, on my Instagram and I'll share things around it, but there's still this all, always this little idea that pops up into my head. Not always, but sometimes they'll be like, Oh, but you've got this thing happening. Like, should you really be sharing about it? It, it comes up and that's that conditioning and that's what I mean by running it through my values filter. So in those moments, I suppose I just want to show that I'm still human um, and that we all have it. And I really want to show that um, uh, unlearning or decoupling from competitiveness doesn't mean it goes away and all of a sudden you're like zen out and you're like, I'm so grateful <laughs> that Jessica has just become done an abundant launch. Like, it's bullshit, right? Like, above, like the whole like idea of this piece. Um, that that's what it looks like. It doesn't. It looks like each moment, making the choice to move towards your values, and noticing, and questioning, and just getting clear on that. Because I'll have those moments, and I'll think, yeah, that that little voice pops up in my head. What I notice with that voice is it's not me. It's not my values. Mm-hmm. It's the values of the culture. It's the values that I'm asked to take on and to act into. And that is how culture is created by us all deciding and all agreeing to act into a certain set of values, right? And we all do it by default. And so, yeah, I just want to add that bit. It's not that I'm definitely not zen out like, oh, everything for everyone. Like stuff comes up. Like I still have my own yeah. thoughts and I still have that. And it's just really making that daily moment by moment choice that, I choose me. I choose my values. I choose my dream for the world. Not that, not that. And some, look, some days I choose, I choose the other option. Like some days that comes up and that's where I go. Um, I don't, again, I'm not always over here going, I choose my values and that is all I will do. You know, it's, it's, it's a daily process and it's a daily process of knowing myself and, and getting clear on that. And, but I think, again, that's another benefit of being in communities. We can share that stuff. It can be like, everyone goes, oh, look at Laura, you know, she's over here doing this and she's like, so cool with sharing, but just to open up and say, yeah, it comes up for me too. Like I still make the choice to make, to share it, but I still have that little conversation with myself. I still have those cultural and social values popping up. Sure. I, I have a confession. I feel the mm. same way. <sighs> I know. I mean, there's only so much like scrolling you can do and being like, especially when people are sharing like their 50K months, you know, like <laughs> because of the social norms, we think we want that. We think we need that. And honestly, doing a lot of work with Laura helped me recognize that like, yeah, that's not for me. You send them like like some eat, pray, love stuff, right? Like you send them their well wishes. That's their vibe. That's their life. And then reconnecting with what really matters to you. Um, but yeah, samesies. I think it's a day-to-day thing. It's not like a an all-encompassing, I'm now woke AF. It's you're still trying to figure it out. And like, that's the hard shit that we can work through in that space and hold space for in Conversation Corner as well. Yeah. And what was the message that I literally sent to you earlier today, Telestina? of like, I'm 
I'm having imposter thoughts and I need to name them and say them out loud because yeah. I'm I'm looking at this other practitioner and putting them up on a pedestal and feeling that scarcity around them. And it's not that these thoughts necessarily go away. They're not going to go away completely. It's more that Laura, like you said, we can recognize that it's not really us talking and we can cultivate more awareness and curiosity around that. Mm. And we just can build that, cultivate that trust in ourselves and and have the tools or the steps that we go through to take care of ourselves. So exactly what you said, just reaching out to somebody and just talking it out and naming it and wrapping words around it. And the more we wrap words around these things that we feel uncomfortable about, these things we maybe have fears about, these things that make us feel some sort of way, um, it's like one, it's the opportunity for us to name it, to get it outside ourselves, but also the space then is open for somebody else to say, yeah, me too. Like, this mm-hmm. is how I feel. This is my experience. We don't feel alone then, but also then we can be in community around, well, what do we want to be different? Like for ourselves as individuals, but also as, as our culture, as our community, as, as dietitians for our profession, for the world, like how do we want it to be differently? And and how do we, it starts with us acting differently in ourselves and in our day-to-day moment by moment, making different choices. Um, And yeah, and, and we are, I think that other piece you just said, they're just about the pedestal piece. That's in its own way. um, It's really dehumanizing. We, we put people up on pedestals. Mm We, we, we make up, we, we tell ourselves a story about other humans that takes away their humanity. Yes. We tell ourselves stories about ourselves that takes away our humanity and we then we go live these stories out or we live life holding these stories to be true rather than just being stories. Um, and I think if we have our values, if we have community and connection, trusted mentors who can be peer, like, you know, mentor, I, I use that word, but it doesn't have to be like a, there doesn't have to be a hierarchy around it. Just trusted humans that we can share ourselves with and be vulnerable with. Um, that takes time and that takes trust and having spaces where we can build that, um, or where we can have the opportunity to build that I think is really needed, um. And yeah, hopefully the conversation corner can offer that. I think it also, maybe we overlook this, but we are vastly different from the person next to us, right? Like, yes, we may have things that are similar, right? Like we're all dietitians. And I know I mentioned this earlier, right? Like lived experiences are different, but like inherently we are vastly different than everyone next to us. And leaning into those inherent differences in us is not only going to make us happier, but like, then we can recognize when someone's like living their truth and it'll give you more of a, a boost of confidence to be like, Hey, like you get it, girl. Like you're doing your thing out there or dude, or they, them, I'm, you know what I mean? People out there. Um, but then like when you're looking at that for yourself and then running it through that own, your own value system, you can be like, okay, cool. That is for me. That is not for me. And my tool of choice is human design, which I think has been a game changer in a way that just like allows me to recognize what I need another word for superpowers, but just like the differences that are positive, positive differences. You guys want to chime in here? I feel like I'm a circling. I just think difference. I just think that that's like, yeah, that that as itself. And I think that a space, because let's be honest in our culture, if we think about that, um, 
I'll say it again, Jess, in supremacy culture, uh, <laughs> difference is erased. Like the, the point of it is to erase difference, to remove difference. So I think that we can we can be really honest that showing up in our difference and being different. And look, I say that as a thin, white, highly privileged individual as well. Um, being able to do that is not, we aren't made to feel safe to do that. And we aren't encouraged to do that for a purpose, like for a reason. And I suppose, again, that's another part of the conversation corner and building these spaces is there spaces where we want to hold space for that, where, where that, that is what, we want to hold space for those kind of difficult conversations if people want to have them, um, but also spaces where we can show up as ourselves, like in our full humanity um, and the difference that that's involved by that, um, difference that's involved, the difference that we might have um, in even within the space, the difference that will come up like as individuals. But, but when we're sharing things, if we have difference, a space where that's not seen as a negative, where it's not seen as conflict, but just... A difference um just what it is um and that we can be in community because we can't really face difference we can't face those things in isolation and when we don't have relationships or relating with people um because it's there's just not that foundation to to talk about it to to work through it to be in communication and connection over it um and the the fact is we need relating we need relationships to be able to for our own needs to be met but yeah to be able to hold difference to be able to work through it and to see it not as a threat not as something negative not that something we have to have another word you know a positive word for that we can just see it as what it is difference difference is thank you for making that so much more eloquent than i was able to get out (laughs) (laughs) and i think that also kind of just leads to what we said earlier is that this is an evolving space and we we don't know exactly and something that i uh sometimes grapple with is there's all of this pressure from kind of like the the business coaching industry to like be really clear in your messaging and like convey things with intention and a lot of times I'm like this is kind of just a space where we can come and hang out do you want to come and hang out with me and that's that's really what this is right and it's because we can't predict it and it is hopefully going to grow and evolve over time. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was um, launching my program Radical, um, because it's not, I call it program, but actually like I was running around going program slash container slash, like it's a slashy because it's just like, you know, you're doing, when you are doing things differently, there isn't necessarily the words to be that shared like because you know I, I sort of said it at the start like we're using the word community because we kind of had a shared we have a shared understanding of what that means but even that is not necessarily what comes out of this um and I actually did a post this week around like um more words like let's you know we're, yes. we are asked to really drop it down into labels and we're asked to be succinct and and also that other pieces we're often asked to tell people what they're going to get out of this thing um and it's like well I don't know like you're you I'm me like and I suppose how I tend to frame it is this is what how I'm going to show up and and how this is my dreams for this space this is what I think could be possible but let's come together and um fuck around and find out right um because that's what yes. the whole life like it's like yeah we we make a choice and then yeah we fuck around and find out and that's what this is we just made a choice to come together that we want to do things differently we want to be creating these spaces and we can see I think we can all see the inherent strengths in doing it together um, to actually not only create a space for connection but to build that space in connection 
and we said that and now we're literally in the fucking around and finding out stage like we're putting it out there we're trying to figure it out um and we just we have hopes and dreams for this space and you know to be continued like we'll see what happens i think that's our tagline yeah. the conversation pl- conversation corner a place to fuck around and have fun <laughs> i'm in excellent we just with a little asterisk and, and a shared understanding of fuck around the the specific definition yeah. that we're our going shared with. understanding definition our values driven yes. definition for this space um perhaps it's different in others i feel like this is a good note to end on that was beautiful ladies <laughs> couldn't have scripted it better so guys come hang out with us in conversation mm. corner place to fuck around have fun and we don't have any actual end game plan but it's going to be a really cool space to connect so yeah. join, us, join won't us you for the wild ride that's right as a minimum we three will be there yeah right <laughs> if you didn't enjoy this podcast maybe don't come but if you did come please <laughs> Perhaps you enjoyed it for whatever reasons, maybe because you want to be part of it, maybe because you enjoy watching, uh, listening to people uh, go a little bit like on tangents or talk about gardening or kids or whatever it might be. Um, but yes, come along. Um, we are, our plan at this stage is to have them coming out, you know, to have them regularly. I think we'll probably come up with a bit more of a like four planned plan for next year for what's next year, 2023, um, so that people can kind of, you know, plan the dates into their calendars etc so you can kind of um you know do that but also I'll extend the invitation and I'll extend it on behalf of Jess and Celestina because I know that they'd be happy with it is that if you are if you've got questions like reach out reach out to either of us um individually um and and ask away ask questions if, if you're not really sure if we were clear as mud on this podcast and you still don't know like what the heck are you talking about like what even is this then please do ask questions or just come along and figure it out uh with us as we uh continue to move forward with it excellent well thank you uh for your connection this morning on my time this morning um or and for you who's listening whenever you take this in for being here with us yeah thanks it's been awesome. Thanks for joining us on this, again, little adventure, little yeah. crossover episode. Morning your time, afternoon your time, about to go to sleepies my time. Yeah. Good night, guys. And we'll see you in the corner. Ooh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you're looking for more content like this to help you overcome burnout, imposter feelings, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from feeling confident and passionate about your work, grab my free 10-day journal for dietitians at www.empoweringdietitians.com free. In 10 short days, I'll guide you through your first steps of overcoming burnout and imposter feelings and get you on the path to feeling more confident as a dietitian. Again, the link to grab your copy is www.empoweringdietitians.com F-R-E-E. And one last thing, if you found this episode valuable, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with your dietitian friends and leave a positive review. Those two things help this podcast reach more dietitians who need to hear these messages. And together, we can really start to change the landscape of our profession for the better.